It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. Now a man is seen walking towards the officer's SUV, or the deputy's SUV. Investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired multiple shots while the two were parked. multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Madam Speaker, my colleagues, my fellow Americans, I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. As far as the allegations of the CIA hacking into the Senate computers, nothing can be could be volatile, and I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. And now, here's CD Media's host of Information Operation. Welcome to Information Operation once again. We're lucky to have back with us for the third time, but hopefully not the last, uh, Garland Favorito of VoterGA.org, who has been fighting the valiant fight against the massive election fraud, which happened in the state of Georgia uh, back on November 3rd, but also in the runoff on, on January 5th. Uh, welcome back to the show, Garland. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Todd. I'm sure this won't be the last time. There's a lot going on in Georgia, and there's something new every week here. Yes. So you have been busy. You... you um, basically had some success with the judge. Uh, it was actually in Henry County, which is presiding over the case in Fulton County to investigate, inspect, and validate and audit the ballots uh, from November 3rd. And you were tasked with coming up with a plan, and you're going to present that soon. But can you give us an update on where that all stands? I can. Um, so uh, as you might have known, the county raised several objections, quite a, quite a, actually a, a large list. Um, and we have been working really hard uh, the last couple of days to overcome all the objections. Um, the attorneys looked at them, we looked at them, we thought, yeah, they're pretty reasonable objections. Uh, we can't really blame them for uh, wanting this, that, and the other. Uh, it was fairly extensive, but we uh, systematically went through one by one and adjusted our plan to, uh, to resolve their, their objections. Um, and uh, I'm really tired. We've been working on this for like two days, so we're yeah. exhausted. But we uh, filed it, uh, I believe, we, almost as we speak, I think we're filing it. So, um, so that will, we think we will resolve the objections that the county has had. This is the county clerk. Mm -hmm. It's not the elections uh, uh, division wow. because the county clerk has the ballots. I and, see. Yeah, and the county clerk has been you know, pretty reasonable to work with. I mean, she, they have certain things they want, but it's we feel like they're pretty cooperative. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and we're trying to be cooperative. We're making our good faith attempt to, to try to resolve their concerns. And I, mm -hmm. I, I think once they see this plan, the judge and the, uh, the opposing counsel will, will be convinced that we um, are looking out for their interests as well as our own. Well, I, you and I spoke 
via text earlier today and I was uh, kind of informing you of what's happening in Maricopa County where they're, they're go jumping through all kind of hoops to prevent uh, anyone from getting the ballots. Do you expect any further uh, roadblocks for lack of a better word? Well, I, I, the county doesn't seem to be throwing up any more. I don't think they'll throw up any more once they see our plan. Of course, the latest roadblock uh, is uh, coming from the Secretary of State's office yes. and, the attorney, and the Attorney General of Georgia uh, in regards to an amicus brief that they filed. Uh, an amicus brief doesn't have uh, much weight at all, particularly that one, which is loaded with uh, kind of a, you know, false or deceptive information. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're not we're not really too worried about that. I don't even think we're going to address it. Um, mm -hmm. um, I think that some of the arguments in there, the judge has uh, already uh, heard with Fulton County and, and ruled mm -hmm. against them. So um, I, I didn't see anything new um, in there, uh, except uh, it was just kind of bizarre that the secretary of state wants to go on public record as being against transparent elections. Right. Uh, I we did an article on that uh, a few days ago, and it was kind of bizarre. He, it was like I'm the only one who can see these. I, I get to s decide the equipment that gets Chinese equipment that gets to decide on the ballot. You know, totals. I mean, it was quite uh, in your face, or as Bannon says, in your grill. Um, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, uh, it, I was. Well, you have to. You know, if you start looking at his history. He's always been against transparent elections. You know, if you go back two years when he first took over, um, he was the one who was behind the uh, the barcode or QR coded voting system. He brought that voting system into Georgia at uh, a cost of hundreds of millions of dollars for Georgia taxpayers, not just the initial purchase, but the ongoing purchase for all the logistics and maintenance and licensing and testing that has to be done for the system. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, basically a couple hundred million dollars for a system that is 100 percent unverifiable to the voter. You cannot uh, explain that because I know there's a little technicality there. Explain why it's not verifiable. Yeah. So uh, when you uh, go in person and vote, you uh, make your selections on a touchscreen and it prints out what we call a paper selection summary. We don't even want to call that a ballot. It's not really a ballot. The real ballot is what you get when you in a mail in. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but that paper selection summary puts your votes into a, a QR code and you can see your selections, but that's not what the system accumulates. The system accumulates what's in the QR code, not what you verified. So it's, a, it's not only a 100% unverifiable voting system to the uh, voter, but the U.S. District Court has already ruled that it does not meet Georgia law. So mm -hmm. that was in that was in the Curling v. Raffensperger case, which is still ongoing, and they're attempting to get these machines thrown out of Georgia right now, and they've done a pretty darn good job of it so far. Where does that case stand? I haven't heard of that case. Uh, well, the Curling v. Raffensperger case is the the case that got the landmark ruling against our old machines uh, that they were unconstitutional and they would have to be banned because they could not produce verifiable, auditable, or recount capable results. It was a complete a trans. A so what you're saying is basically people put their votes on the touchscreen. It sends it puts that in a QR code, but there's a disconnect between what you're putting in and what someone could change and put in the ballot totals. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's the new system. Yeah, Todd, okay. that's our new right. system. Our old system 
didn't even produce a paper selection summary. You just uh, made mm -hmm. your selections and poof, the selections went away and there was some record created that you never saw. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a totally paperless system, which that never should have been purchased in the first place. Mm -hmm. So that was the old system. When, when the U.S. District Court banned that system, uh, then that's when the legislature and the Secretary of State uh, uh, went on this new tangent to buy another uh, unverifiable mm -hmm. voting system to replace the one that we already had that was ruled uh, unconstitutional and banned. And the new system is the one that accumulates right. votes uh, out of the, the, the QR code. And they said, well, now we're going to give you a paper trail. Uh, well, yeah, you gave us a paper trail, but we can't verify that. So, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, Raffensperger knew about all this ahead of time. You know, he knew the good system. What's, the, what's the motivation, do you think? Is it money? Yeah. Are they getting it, kickbacks? It, I mean, I it, know you can't slander anybody, but I mean, it, what do you it's hard. Think? It's hard for me to uh, speculate what the motive could be, Todd. But you know, it always either comes down to to power or money. Yeah. Uh, that decision made no sense. Uh, why would you spend hundreds of millions of dollars on a system that's not verifiable when there were cheaper ones that were more secure, according to all the experts, mm -hmm. and it would have saved Georgia taxpayers a hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. So, so that's and we and we did all the numbers for them at the time. Uh, I actually sat down with Brad before he was ever uh, the Secretary of State. We went back into his Republican primary. Mm -hmm. yeah, he hadn't even got. He hadn't even won the primary, and we were explaining to him, "Here's here are the systems that you want to look out for. Here are the here are the good systems, uh, and we had good systems from every vendor, and we had bad systems for every vendor." Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, yeah, he picked the bad one uh, and ignored us. So maybe this coup has been planned for a long time. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're not worried about the amicus brief then at all? Uh, not really. Uh, it, it, it's very disturbing uh, that he uh, would accuse people who want to see the truth and, and just look at ballots that they already have sworn affidavits for that are counterfeit. Mm -hmm. uh, he would accuse those people of being uh, felons, uh, you know, mm -hmm. if, if we look mm -hmm. at the, the ballot. Um, that's kind of bizarre. But, you know, what, what, what really, um, uh, to add to this, is that he enlisted the help of the Attorney General, uh, mm -hmm. Attorney General Chris Carr of the state of mm -hmm. Georgia. Mm -hmm. So, and this is another problem, Todd, we've been having in Georgia for 15 years. Um, the attorney general fought tooth and nail, as the previous attorney generals, mm -hmm. uh, fought tooth and nail to keep the old unconstitutional systems. They fought against us for 15 years. We, we spent tons of money because before the Curling v. Raffensperger case mm -hmm. got their decision, we took it to the Georgia Supreme Court. Voter GA did. Uh, and and the, the Georgia Supreme Court uh, blew us off. So the U.S. District Court decision actually overturned the Georgia Supreme Court decision against us and said, no, you know, what I said 17 years ago is actually correct. They are mm -hmm. uh, unconstitutional and should be banned. Mm -hmm. So uh, so that was a landmark really nationally um, in, in that case. But but the point uh, I was getting at is that the attorney general has has been on the wrong side of the law for 15 years mm -hmm. fighting to protect and these systems that are unconstitutional and should be banned. Um, it's, it's their, the attorney general's office is actually covering up the corruption. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's just uh, a sad state of affairs uh, when you have that. So it, it's a little bit disturbing that he would have enlisted the attorney general, but he had no choice because the secretary of state's office, you know, doesn't have any 
right. uh, any, any power like that. They can, they can investigate elections, but then they have to refer them to the attorney general for prosecution so they don't have any prosecutorial power. Well, I know you're tired, but and we'll let you go. But one more thing: um, What do you think? Uh, all this reaction from the corporate communism in Georgia against the the bill that was just passed and signed into law. Yeah, um, <coughs> excuse me, SB two hundred two. So we did analysis, and I think you you know you ran a a couple of really good stories on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it, you know, there's good stuff in it. There's bad stuff in it. Um, and there's stuff that they left out, like what things that we wanted. It, so we personally wanted uh, public ballot images, which we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good thing. We wanted public uh, ballots, you know, public ballots, which we didn't get. Which and now we found out the Secretary of State was fighting that. And of mm-hmm. course, we already know the Secretary of State was fighting the ballot uh, Im- server system server images. We wanted to be able to go in get an image copy of any any county election manager server on a sealed hard drive and, and take it for forensics mm-hmm. uh, at any time. So they did not give us either one of those uh, two things, but they did give us that one. So, but going back to the uh, to your point about the 202, mm-hmm. so the, the controversial thing, uh, the only, in fact, the only real controversial point I can see in it is the uh, replacing the signature matching with driver's license mm-hmm. uh, numbers. So the way that would work is you put your driver's license number under the, the flap when you send out an application or you return your ballot so that they can verify you. Um, and uh, you, uh, if you don't have a driver's license number, you can put your Georgia ID number, which I think you can get for free mm-hmm. um, from the state of Georgia. So uh, the argument is that it favors drivers, people with driver's license number. But then again, you can use your Georgia ID number if you don't have it. Uh, so that kind of moots the argument. Um, uh, and if you don't have one of those two, you can, you can, uh, copy a photo ID and, and put that in, which that requires people to have a scanner and, and, and scan in a photo ID if they don't have either one of those two. Uh, so, uh, that's a little bit of a, this, uh, you know, a, an inconvenience. So there could be some argument in court cases as to whether or not that that's equal protection violation or not. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it will probably fly. Um, and so I think it will become law and state law. So, um, but that's kind of where they are on that. Aside from that controversial point, there is some pretty good stuff in the bill. Uh, a couple of bad points that I really didn't care for, uh, but but all you know, all things considered, uh, there was a lot of good points like eliminating um, private money, which has been used disproportionately yep. to uh, to Zuckerberg you know, and the like. Right. For his agenda, uh, which was, uh, I can't believe Raffensperger let him get away with that. But then again, I don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, all things considered, it's, it wasn't a bad bill. It didn't do, we only got one out of three things on Arian, but, um, um, you know, we're going to come back next year and try to get those those last two things. And oh, uh, fantastic. hopefully we'll. So, we'll, so this looks like more of just a, a way to score political points than actually reading the bill and finding out what's in it. I'm talking about stuff coming from Abrams and Delta and, you know, the major league baseball and all that. I mean, it really, um, it, it I, really, it adds, I've, you know, it adds to people being able to vote. It changes, it adds days. It, it does other things, right? I mean, it, well, right. And one uh, of the things that's what I call an anti-voter suppression uh, uh, language is that it, it, any, any precinct that had over an hour late, uh, hour wait, and it's more than 2000, um, uh, voters, they will they will decrease the size of that 
Uh, and that helps, uh, uh, definitely helps the precinct down at Piedmont Park, uh, which is you know, traditionally progressive. Uh, the tavern precinct down there has uh, always got a backlog of way too many people. So uh, that that was a, an anti-suppression uh, measure. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would expect this from Stacey Abrams. I mean, that's I I get it. That's her that's her agenda. She's going to keep pressing uh, pressing the suppressing thing. But for a corporation of any kind to come out and and make crazy statements uh, like we heard from Delta and Major League Baseball, I mean, mm -hmm. look. If these people were really serious about election integrity in the state of Georgia, they would have picked up the phone and called me and I could have you know, given us some money and some donations so that we could have true transparency, which every Democrat and Republican in the state of Georgia agrees with. Right. Uh, you know, uh, at least every voter does. Of course, Raffensperger does and, and the attorney general. But that's the upper echelon of the of the of the uh, officials that um, are opposing us. So, um, I, you know, I haven't heard from any of them. So, I mean, it, I, I think, Todd, we're really in what we're, we're on the verge of corporate fascism if we're not yeah. already there. And, and that's, that's the sad part about it is when a corporation can come in and attempt to dictate politically mm -hmm. what the legislature should or should not do, and they have no dog in the hunt. Yeah. And what they're trying to dictate, I'm sure that half of the people that, that work at Delta uh, were were probably against the CEO's comment. So yeah. so uh, it's 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 a, a bizarre situation. And, you know, Delta has done a good job of running their airlines for uh, I've been a frequent flyer for sure. decades, decades. So my suggestion would be for the CEO to focus on his business. Uh, and not all the politics and the corporate fascism he wants to engage in. Well, I would agree with you. I've been a frequent flyer for Delta for a long time, but uh, actually just canceled my number. Um, I think it's going to take economic power to to force these people to uh, to stop doing this, and from the corporate side as well. Yeah, Garland, I, we're going to let you go. I know you've uh, you're tired and you've been working really hard, and you got a case coming up. So, thank you for taking time out of your busy day and and speaking with us. Well, Todd, we really appreciate what all you're doing to help Georgia out. You've run some great stories. I know there's a lot more to come. So thank you. You've made a, a huge difference here.